Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. Today is Friday, July 29th, 2022. I hope you've had a great week so far. We're headed into the weekend after a crazy busy week in markets. I've actually been off of the podcast for a couple days. I apologize. I was traveling. I'm actually here in Asia now, so it's evening time. I don't even have any coffee in front of me currently. I could probably use some, but I did want to weigh in on some of the big earnings news we've had, the Fed news, of course, and some of the macro data stuff, and just kind of recap where we're at so far here in Q2 earnings season. Looking in on the markets today, we see the markets are continuing to be positive. So the S&P and the NASDAQ are both up today just under 1%. If they finish here, then the S&P and the NASDAQ are going to end the week up about 4% and in the month up about 8 to 10%. So pretty good rally here in stocks. Still, of course, there's a big debate over whether or not this is just a bear market rally or if the market has bottomed in this current bear cycle. We also see today that commodities are strong. Crude's up about 5% to about 101 a barrel. Gold's up, silver's up. Those are both now up week to date. Copper's up 2% today and is also up 6% week to date. Some of the early gainers, we see Amazon and Apple both up after pretty solid earnings reports. Amazon's actually up about 11% today. They reported revenue growth of 7% year over year. That was about 10% excluding some of the FX headwinds that we've seen with all of these multinational companies who've been reporting. But really the big news was that Amazon is guiding to an acceleration in revenue growth next quarter. So that sort of bucks this trend that we've seen with some other companies in the e-commerce sector and in the advertising sector that have you know, reported some weakening results. And it also suggests that you know maybe things are actually okay out there on the e-commerce front as we head into the final quarters of the year. And Amazon's growth is also benefiting a little bit from Prime Day, which gives it about a 4% tailwind next quarter. But overall, they're still seeing accelerating revenue growth heading into next quarter. A big part of that, of course, is the AWS business, the cloud business, still growing its revenue over 30% year over year and operating income over 30% year over year as well. Interestingly enough, Amazon said that they still see strong advertising growth, and that could be because you know their advertising tends to be very bottom of funnel. Uh, customers are about to buy something, and so third parties who want to advertise on Amazon find that to probably be a pretty high ROI. So they're not seeing their advertising business slow down. Apple reported their results. They are seeing about a 3% bump in the stock today. Revenues were up about 2% year-over-year, which met expectations. However, it would have been about 5%, excluding those currency effects. And the earnings number did beat estimates slightly. So what's interesting here on the Apple results is that they also guided to an acceleration of revenue growth next quarter, similar to Amazon. So despite an increasing headwind on the FX side, Apple does expect to actually see higher revenue growth next quarter than they did in Q2. And they're seeing some macro impact in wearables and on the advertising side of the business, but they're really not seeing a whole lot of impact on iPhone, Mac, or iPad. In fact, Mac and iPad are still very much supply constrained, not demand constrained. So Apple results overall a lot better than people were worried about, a lot better than feared. And we've seen that happen with a few of the big tech companies. So obviously Amazon now, Apple, Google, and Microsoft, both, or all four actually reported Results that were relatively okay and in many ways better than expected or better than feared. We did get a few in the big tech group that have been disappointments. And so Meta, which reported midweek, did 
really show some pretty pretty weak numbers overall with negative 1% revenue. And uh, expenses are up 22% as they're still investing heavily in the business and in the metaverse side. So the Facebook results were certainly uh, not very strong. We also see today Intel down 10% after a very, very bleak earnings report where revenue was down 22% year over year. They cited sudden and rapid declines in economic activity that affected their results. Weakness in the PC market and the notebook market are really hurting Intel here. And Intel's also still losing server market share to AMD. So those are weighing on the stock. The stock is down about 10% currently. We also saw weakness with Roku after its running report. Roku is actually down about 24% today. Pretty massive move down. Revenue grew 18% year over year there for the quarter, but that was below expectations. Expectations were looking for about 24 to 25% revenue growth. And then even worse than the revenue miss there, we saw that Roku guided to the next quarter revenue of $700 million, while the consensus was for them to put up $900 million for Q3. So they are now decelerating to about 3% growth if they can hit their Q3 guidance. And they've made comments here on the earnings call that the TV ad spending is seeing a significant slowdown. So we see with a lot of the ad players like Meta, with Roku, with Snapchat, and a few others, that there are parts of the advertising market that really are weakening dramatically and very quickly, as a lot of companies have responded to recession fears by cutting one of the very first categories of expenses that they can find to cut, which is marketing expense. Now, there are others that are more resilient. You know, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft still hanging in there. Google even still hanging in there from an advertising perspective. So it's not all bad news, but certainly sectors of the advertising market are seeing some real weakness here. We also see today some early losers. Alibaba and other Chinese stocks are down. There's news out there that Ant Financial or Alipay, which is the, which was closely linked to Alibaba, is going to be going through some governance changes and going through some changes where Alibaba is going to lose some tie-ins that they have with Alipay, so that could hurt some of some of the businesses there. And then also we see that Trade Desk is down in sympathy with Roku, and we see a few others as well that missed some of their earnings guidance that are down today. On the positive side, I mentioned Amazon and Apple, but we also see the energy stocks and oil service stocks up quite a bit today. Chevron and Exxon both reported earnings. Chevron's up 8%. ExxonMobil's up 4%. Pretty great results there, as you would expect, given the energy price environment. Chevron, in particular, benefiting from the massive refining margins uh, that we've seen over the past couple of months. And oil stock service stocks are up a lot, too. You know, crude's up 5% today. That probably helps a lot. But Transocean, FMC Technip, and others are up uh, over 5% today. And we also see solar stocks extend, extending their big gains from yesterday. Solar stocks had a huge day yesterday. Sunrun was up 30%. First Solar was up 15%. SunPower was up 18%. And that was because you know, the big moves yesterday and the follow-through today are because the Democrats appear, the Democrats in the U.S. Senate appear to have enough votes to pass the Inflation Reduction Act. There's still some uncertainty here. There may be one senator or two who's still holding out, but... The key vote uh, from the West Virginia Senator Manchin is there for the Inflation Reduction Act, and that will not only raise some extra revenue with a new 15% corporate minimum tax rate, but it will also use some of that revenue raised to pay for clean energy investments and extensions of the Affordable Care Act. So $370 billion will be earmarked for clean energy investment over the next five years. That 
could include things like EV tax credits, solar tax credits, and a number of different areas for spending. On the political front as well, we see that the House passed the Chips and Science Act, so that's going to be $280 billion of spending over the next five years. So we have two pretty big spending bills here potentially being passed uh, here in just a week or two time frame by both the House and Senate, and the CHIPS Act will put a significant amount of capital into the semiconductor industry to build fabs in the U.S. in the next five to ten years, and it will also provide funding for a number of science projects and science organizations as well. Uh, but this this Inflation Reduction Act is going to be an interesting one to watch if it can get passed because it's it's got even more spending earmarked for uh, a sector, clean energy, that could be benefiting a lot here from from this uh, massive package. So that sector has been on fire over the past couple of trading sessions. Uh, recapping other news here, we did get the personal income and spending data today, and that actually showed that the consumers, it looks like they're holding up okay. I mean, spending was actually above forecast for the month of June, and even personal income came roughly in line with expectations. So we do see real personal consumption expenditures, that is, Consumer spending, even adjusting for inflation, was actually up month over month, according to the data. So, you know, that doesn't suggest that the consumer is rapidly rolling over. And I'm starting to come around to the view that maybe what's happening here is that we see a lot of winners and losers this earnings season because the consumer spending is shifting. And even though the, even though the consumer has been under pressure and the housing market, you know, is weakening and some of the consumer's assets have been weakening, Overall, because the consumers came into this environment with pretty good balance sheets and low unemployment, it, it could be that you know we're seeing weakness, especially in certain areas where the consumers pulled back, but in other areas, the consumer is still spending, and therefore, overall, consumer spending is still holding up. So that may be what happened. what's happening here is that it's a tale of winners and losers. Now, it doesn't mean that the economy can't continue to weaken or that inflation couldn't get worse. And you know, really cause the consumer to pull back and cause businesses to decrease hiring. We have seen a lot of tech companies announcing layoffs and hiring freezes. So it could be that, you know, as we look into Q3 and Q4, things deteriorate further. But right now, you know, when we see broad-based measures of consumer spending, like this personal income and spending report, or say Visa's results earlier this week, we see that it looks like if you look across everything, consumers are still spending there out there. And unemployment still remains low. We will get the July unemployment data next next week. Uh, now, we've been watching the weekly unemployment claims, and those have been on the rise until this week when we did get that number pulling back a little bit. So it'll be interesting to look at the overall employment report for July that comes out next week to see if the unemployment rate is starting to move in the wrong direction or if it's still stable at a very low 3.6% rate. So... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how things trend, but you know the market is bouncing, and it could be looking at all of this data and saying, you know what, maybe we're not heading for economic Armageddon. The other thing, of course, that was very positive this week week for markets was that even though the Fed raised interest rates by seventy five basis point seventy five basis points on Wednesday, Powell made comments in the press conference that you know that they could start to taper down the interest rate increases and that they are noticing the weakening economic signals in areas like the manufacturing PMIs and, and areas like that. So the Fed seems to be looking at the data now and saying we're going to be more data driven going forward. We feel like we've, you know, we've been aggressive in raising rates. We could actually start to get a little bit less aggressive as we move forward and we're going to be very focused on the data going forward. 
So uh, that doesn't mean they're done with rate increases or, or if inflation continues to spike that you know they won't be aggressive, but it did seem to suggest maybe a shift that they are going to be paying closer attention to some of the economic signals if they do start to weaken, especially things like unemployment. So the market really liked that. And Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, also said that they feel like rates are kind of at the neutral level where the Fed likes to be at a longer term level. Um, in terms of rates versus inflation. So, yeah, I mean, I think the market interpreted that as the Fed getting a little bit more dovish, becoming a little bit more accepting that, you know, maybe it's not going to just keep raising rates through the end of 2023, uh, even though that's, you know, what the uh, the Fed's dot plot suggests. So we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. But overall, I think we did get some positives this, this week uh, on the earnings front. Certainly with big tech, it wasn't all all bad. Uh, The reports actually showed pretty solid strength across the board uh, with a few notable exceptions. We'll get a lot more companies reporting earnings results outside of big tech next week. So those will be interesting to watch. But it, it, you know, we do see the FX headwinds and things like that affecting the overall numbers. And we do see growth generally decelerating for many companies. We have seen some earnings misses for sure. But overall, the stock reactions have been pretty muted to the misses, except for you know Roku today down 24%, maybe an exception. But overall, the, the responses to the earnings reports have been pretty good, and big tech held up a lot better than people expected. So you know, it is possible that this market could keep rallying for a while. Uh, it is also possible, though, that like I said, we could see further deterioration in the economic environment if we see more uh, acceleration of firings or job freezes and things like that. So it's not like we're out of the woods, but it is interesting that this week we did get, I think, net net some some positives. So uh, that could be that could be good uh, for your existing portfolio, maybe not as good for uh, cheaper prices on stocks you might have been waiting to get to lower lows. But yeah, we'll see how everything continues to play out. And that'll wrap it up for me today. I hope to be on the mic all of next week giving you the daily updates on stocks and coffee so that's my intention and i hope you have a great rest of your weekend take care cheers